I remember the moment for, for me that the Holy Spirit filled my life. I mean, it's Pentecost Sunday today, but the, the reality is every Sunday is a Pentecost Sunday, right? I mean, it's not just like we, we talk about this one once a year. Every Sunday is a Pentecost Sunday. And I remember that moment, the Holy Spirit filled my life. I didn't know what the Holy... I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit, to be honest. I, I went into a room and the guys just who were there just said, hey, we're going to pray that you'd be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. But okay, I was hungry for anything. And I, I guess the question today for all of us is, are we hungry? And are we hungry? Do we thirst? And I, I remember they began to pray and I just remember the Holy Ghost coming on me and the next thing I was called I remember that just going on for like it felt like I don't know how long it was time just disappeared and, and, and I began to pray in this new language that I I, I, I didn't even know that's what you're supposed to do but God moved in that moment and, and God did something. And I'm sure, you know, in this, even in this congregation, we've all got our Holy Spirit stories, those moments where, where the Holy Spirit touched our lives and forever changed us. Where's, now, I know Joe is sitting up on the camera. He's going to hate this, but I'm going to do it anyway. To get a, get a microphone to Joe. Actually, Joe, can you just set the camera? Which cameras? Oh, you can get off, get off your camera thing and come here. Can you come here? Everybody say, come on, Joe. Come here. Come here. Come on, Joe. Come on, my brother. Uh, he told me a Holy Spirit story. He'll probably never tell me another story in the middle of the service. But come here, Joe. Tell your, come up on stage and tell your, your Holy Spirit story. Because I, I know there'll be different stories of how that happened. Come on, come on up, come on up. Give, give. So just tell, tell, me, tell the story, because you had a weird Holy Spirit. So <laughs> yeah, did. yeah. It, tell, tell us home? that, tell us that, yeah, yeah. Um, Don't be nervous, because we're all family, right? Do we love school, Joe school, or what? School. We love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go. Uh, so five years ago, I was on the Tineco program. And when I went there, I didn't know the Lord at all. And two weeks into the program, I came down the front here for prayer um, with the Riggles, Peter and Annette. And, uh, and I just asked Annette for some prayer around belief and or faith. Or something. I just needed to know. Because like you weren't even like, it's just like... I it's to know it's all new to like me. Yeah, trying to figure yeah. all this weird stuff out. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, Peter came over and he, uh, he said, oh, Joe, have you received the Holy Spirit? And I, straight away the walls went up and hang on, mate. No, this is what I'm telling myself. Hang on, mate. That's not what I'm asking for. But he knew what I needed. He knew. Mm. And um, But that whole time I was, I just was looking at the door. I wanted to run out. Uh, and he started to pray for me, and he, he said, I'm going to pray for you and invite the Holy Spirit in, and you're going to speak in tongues. And I reckon, tongues? What's, what's he on about? I didn't know what he was talking about, tongues. 
then um, he prayed, and then he started doing this thing, speaking in tongues, and then he left the, like, went quiet, and I suppose it was time for me to, <laughs> and I didn't know what to say, and I thought, I, he's not going to stop unless I say something. <laughs> So I just read hubba bubba bubblicious <laughs> fizzy fizzy bubble and um yabba dabba do and and he he was encouraging he was going that's it Joseph let it go let it out let it out and I felt so bad after that day eh? and um and the following week when I came to church that whole week on program I was just oh, this is that wasn't right Joseph that wasn't right and uh, I went up to him and said to him, oh, look, um, I was just making that stuff up. And he goes, that's okay, Joseph. Here, here's the, he gave me a pamphlet and it was a few scriptures about the Holy Spirit and some things to meditate on. And I did that. And probably a week or two later, I had an encounter with the Lord. And yeah. yeah. He planted a seed in me that day. Yes. Yeah. So now he's hubba bubbering and uh, oh, hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Hey, go on, go on. You can go. Where that? That's good. Shane, how? Come over here. How's the Holy Spirit impacted your life? How's the Holy Spirit impacted my life? Um, yeah, oh, you can grab us. Yes. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the start of last year, we Danica and I just took over young adults, and. And they, and they always say, like, new levels, new devils, all of that. But honestly, I was under so much stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually gonna, just going to leave this church life behind me. You know, I was like, I'm sick of it. I've, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I could do this. I'm not good enough to do this. I was like, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm just, it's easier if I just quit and let someone else do it. And I was, that was the first time in my life I've ever thought about walking away from the Lord. And then I just laid on the, <laughs> in the living room on my face just crying as the Holy Spirit just came over me like such power. And I was like, you know what? I'm never going to say that again, that I'm just going to walk away from you because you have changed my life. I was a, I was a depressed mess. I, was, I hated who I was as a, as a teenager, and God changed my life then. And I, I was like, I'm never going to forget that moment when God changed my life. Because I was like, man, I was just using the Holy Spirit as a lifeline just to get by. It's like God's called us to live abundantly. Someone asked me yesterday, they knew I was a Christian, <laughs> and Danica and I have been like blessed financially like crazy and stuff, and they're like, you're a Christian, you're meant to be poor. And I was like, what? Why? 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 Where does this come from? God's called me to live in a life in abundance, not just with resources, but the Holy Spirit. We should be overflowing, never lacking. And so for me, that's how the Holy Spirit has changed my life. He's, he's literally come into my life where I've been at the lowest points. And he's like, get up. I haven't called you to live down here. You, you don't just use me as a lifeline. I'm not your lifeguard. You know, we're being called to walk by faith, in faith. Uh, why can't I go pray for someone who's sick? You know? So that's, yeah, how the Holy Spirit's definitely changed my life. He just keeps me living, really. I don't know how you can do it without him. So Amen. today, if you need the Holy Spirit, <laughs> this is your day. <laughs> Mike, Mike, how has the Holy Spirit changed your life? Well, I really didn't expect this. <laughs> well, have I got a story for you? <laughs> I got brought up in the church, and I, at the age of probably 16, went and did my thing for three or four years, and then came back to Christ when I was about 22. 
But the significant thing, I think, really, God got my heart when I was a little bit older. I've been in the church for a lot of years, but we see significant things in Christ. When we learn who we are in Christ, Christ in us, working out of us, standing with Christ, Holy Spirit leading with everything that we do in a way that manifests them, we see glory. That's what I'll say. Um, even today, Deb and I are really exploring how to work with the Holy Spirit in a way that doesn't just hold them there, but puts them in here and lets them come out there. And that's what we're looking for for us, you know what I mean? Being Christians as Jesus was, in a way that expresses his fullness as the church, we have a depressed view sometimes of who we are in Christ. And we need to understand the fullness of the Holy Spirit working through us and in us as we've been called, he said, go and heal the sick, go and show people who I am and bring life. And that's exactly what on everyday walk we should all be trying to do is show people Jesus in us, out of us, because that's where he is, where we are, his creation and his, his glory here. Mm-hmm. So that's a very small, very, very small snippet of, and there's been healings. I'll, I'll just touch on a, on, a, um, on a testimony because it expresses what I'm talking about. He says, living, living, if we're living in glory, this is the sort of things that we can expect. I got diagnosed with grade two cancer. I didn't want that, wasn't looking for it. Bugger, you know what I mean? The, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the surgeon, he was giving me my options. Nothing looked good there. No, I said, let's just push time on this and just stop. You know what I went and did? I went to the elders and got them to anoint me with oil, pray over me. I expected my healing and I walked into my healing. I went back for tests. They couldn't find it. They could not find that cancer. So you know what they did? They went and did invasive tests trying to find it. And they couldn't find it. Total miraculous healing, expectancy. I walk in health and my Jesus goes before me. So there you go, that's Jesus. Amen. Holy Spirit. Spencer, tell us how the Holy Spirit has worked in your life. And again, what, what? Again, jump up here. How's the Holy Spirit worked in my life? Well, what came to mind when I was thinking about the Holy Spirit, I was thinking about Acts 1.8 and what it says, and wait until you receive power, and you will be my witnesses throughout all Jerusalem and throughout all Judea and to the ends of the earth and I guess what the Holy Spirit's taught me is that he's taught me how God's wired me and made me and he's taught me how to use the gifts that he's given me and so he's he's taught me that he knows more about me than I know about me and that I was fashioned and formed by my creator but now he's showing what he's put on the inside of me and he's showing me how to get it out and get it out to the people that they may know Jesus that they may encounter what I've encountered so that's how he's 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 done so much for me he's he's um he's healed me he's been my comfort when I've been going through stuff how has he healed you he's healed my heart I mean I went through a I went through a marriage breakup and he was there 
He was there in those moments when, when so many people were like, oh, we don't know what to do with this, Spence. He was there. He was my comforter. He was my strong tower. He was there with me in the midst of that. And He, and he redeemed me. And I just want to say to you, whatever you're going through, that the Holy Spirit is there with you, that He will be your comfort. He will be your counselor. He will be your teacher. That that's why He was sent to be with us through all of these things, that He will never leave you nor forsake you. That He is right there. He is your strength. And that power that He gives you, I tell you what, it's a supernatural power that can break any bondage, break any curse, break any addiction. He is a deliverer. He is the one that can set you free if you would allow Him in. And then you just got to let Him out. And He will change the world around you. And that's what our world needs, right? And that's why Jesus said, wait until you receive power. Because when you do, it'll change everything. Hang on. Just, I want you to pray. Come on, why don't we stand up in here and Maybe today you need a miracle. Maybe today you need a breakthrough. Maybe today you need, you're going like, man, I've got stuff going on. And maybe you were fine last week, but this week stuff's happening. I want to tell you, we have a Holy Spirit that can break the yoke, that can set free, that, that can do more than all we can ask or imagine according to His power that is within us. And so I, I just want to get Spence now to pray and, and, and pray a breakthrough prayer of, uh, over whatever those situations are. And maybe you're watching online and you're going, well, i got this situation. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Let's pray. Holy Ghost, breakthrough prayer right now. Come on, why don't you just stretch out your hands? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. You, Jesus. We just acknowledge you, Wairu Atapu, Holy Spirit, in this place. We acknowledge you, and we thank you that you are already moving in hearts and minds right now. That is not by might, it's not by strength, but it's by your Spirit, says the Lord. And we right now, we bind addiction, and we break it right now in the name of Jesus. We speak to every situation that has been called hopeless, and we speak hope. Right now, we speak to dead situations and we say, arise in the name of Jesus. We speak to every barren bit of land within our hearts and we say, new in Jesus' name. We speak to backs, we speak to knees, we speak to hearts right now in the name of Jesus. Complete healing. We bind and curse cancer right now to leave bodies right now we pray for kidneys right now that they would be restored in jesus name we thank you that there is nothing too hard for you god we pray that you would replace like knees and backs where there are ligaments and muscles new in jesus name and we thank you that you would remind people i pray for families right now lord god that are going through turmoil that are going through trauma I thank you, God, that you are the God that come into the midst and just restore. You are the reconciler and you want to bring families back together. So we speak to families right now where people have walked away, where there's broken relationships. We thank you that today that forgiveness would begin to roll out, where people would begin to admit and say sorry for those things that they've done and that you would bring back together, that you would restore.
because you are a redeemer in Jesus name Come on, give him some praise in the house. Give him Thank you, Jesus. You know, we need to learn to listen to the voice of the Holy Ghost. You know, I had a lady stop me in the, between the service. And she came up, an elderly lady. She said, I just want to say sorry. I said, for what? She said, you know, for what I did. And I'm like, I don't know what you did. Uh, she's like, you know what I did to you? I was like, I don't know. I said, I'm sorry. I don't know what you did to me. She's like, and it was when the 8 a.m. service was running and ages back. And she, she during the middle of the service, I was preaching. And she's like, oh, can I just say something? And I was like, I was like, no. <laughs> I said, no. I said, no, because I, I was like, no, I'm, I'm preaching. And I've worked all week on this. I was like, you know, you know, I got no time. So I said, no. So I didn't know that's kept her awake and whatever. I was just like, I'm fine. I mean, it's no big deal to me. I'm not, I, I, I'm not. I, I said, listen, I haven't thought about that since that moment. Not for one day, but she's been living. I want to tell you, the devil is a liar. And you've got to understand there are things that have been spoken over you. There are things or words that you might be hold on, holding on to that, that, that God's already taken care of. That, he's, that you're caring, you're still wondering, maybe God's thinking this, maybe. I, I, I want to tell you where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I want to just break off right now in the name of Jesus, words that have been spoken over your life, words that have been spoken over your family, things that have been declared over you. We break it off in the name of Jesus and we ask for freedom in Jesus' name. Deliverance in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Come on, one more time. Give him some glory. Give him some praise. Amen. Just grab a seat. Grab a seat. You know, the Holy Spirit has changed my, my life. And again, I don't know how people do life without God. If you're here today, and you don't know him, and you're going, man, would God ever accept a person like me? I want to say yes. Because it's not about how bad you are, it's about how good he is. It's what Christ has done. We couldn't earn it by it. Christ has done it for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whomsoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. My friend, give your life to Christ, allow him to work and change you from the inside out. That's what the Holy Spirit Spirit does. And I was looking at Acts chapter 19 and Paul has arrived in the city of Ephesus, the city of the Ephesians. And it's a bit of a wild city, but he's, he's arrived there and he's, he's about to spend two and, two and a bit years in that city. But it's interesting for me is that he, the first thing he does is he finds some disciples in the city and he, he asks them a question. It says, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples. And he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? You know, I find it interesting 
And I, and I think we should take note that the Apostle Paul arriving in this city, which of course is in modern day Turkey, he locates some disciples. There were 12 of them. He actually locates these, this bunch of 12, 12 disciples. And, and we need to understand they were disciples. They were not unbelievers. It wasn't like he just tried to reach out. They, they were they were disciples. They were followers of Christ. There, there are people like many of us here who, who love Jesus. Of course, the people weren't called Christians back then. They were just called people of the way or followers of the way. Christ, the term Christian or Christianity was not used. They, they were just called followers of the way. So these people were devoted, devoted Christians. They loved Jesus, yet it's interesting to me, and this is what I think we should take note of. The first question Paul asked these disciples, I, I, I don't know, no niceties, no pleasantries. The first question on arriving in the city and finding these disciples who we just met, no chit-chat, no small talk, straight to the point. And, and for me, that creates a sense of urgency, like this is important. The first question Paul asked these believers these followers of the way is, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? I feel like he's saying that this question is important. Your answer to it is important. Why? Because Paul understood that these disciples of Jesus need the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. He understood that they need the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. I love what the devotional writer, the great A.W. Tozer, said about the Holy Ghost. He said, the Spirit-filled life is not a special deluxe edition of Christianity. Come on. It's not like the, you know, Christianity plus one. The Spirit-filled life is not the special deluxe edition of Christianity. It is a part and parcel of the total plan of God for His people. We need the Holy Spirit. It's not an optional extra or add-on to, 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 to either choose or leave. The Holy Spirit is, is an essential part of the way. And as Spencer said, he talked about Acts chapter 1 verse 4. After his resurrection, Jesus actually instructed Everybody say instructed. He instructed his disciples before his ascension. As Spencer said, Jesus said this, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. But wait. You know, I saw this thing on Instagram. I, if you can humor me for, for, for just a few seconds, I just want you to put your arm out like this. Come on, just, I mean, I know it feels awkward, but just do it. Just, I want you to do it like this, and, and, and I want you to watch me and, and follow, follow the instructions, but just watch what I'm doing. Okay, just keep doing it. Now, now, the other hand, do it like this. Just, just 10 seconds more, 10 seconds more. Okay, now touch your chin. Come on, touch your chin. Chin, come on, come on. Yeah, thank, no, no, sorry, that's your chin. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's your cheek, right? We need to learn how to follow instructions. We need to learn. Okay, who touched their, who touched their cheek and they want to admit it? Come on, th thank you. Come on, lying's a problem too. It really is. I, I saw you, a lot of you touched your cheek and then you went. <laughs> you know, it's so important that we heed the word of the Lord. And he said, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. 
This was an instruction he gave. Wait for what? Wait for the gift. Understand, this is not something to be earned. This is something that is given. Wait for the gift, my Father promised you, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And here's what will happen. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so, yes, it is Pentecost Sunday today, the day where the church celebrates the coming of the Holy Ghost. But as I've said already, it's important for us to remember, this is not just a day to celebrate once a year. We need to live this out. We need to be people of the Spirit, of God's Holy Spirit. Why is it called Pentecost? Pentecost just means 50. This is 50 days following the burial and resurrection of Jesus, following the events of what we call Easter, 50 days. Pentecost just means 50. But 50 days later, the Holy Spirit came in power. And what happened in that moment is the New Testament church was born. And we are here today as a result of that move of God. We know when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, filled the whole house. God, would you fill this house? God, would you fill this house? It says they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled. Friend, you might be here going, God might do it for someone else, but he won't do it for me. I want to tell you, all of them were filled. The Holy Spirit is for everyone. Oh, I don't know if he'd give it to someone like me. The Holy Spirit filled all who were in the room. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And yes, maybe there were people like Job who hubba-bubba'd but who opened their heart and then had an encounter with God. And maybe you've been in meetings where you've, you, you've gone, you know, I've tried that. I, I, I try. But, but I want to tell there's something about seeking. See, Joe was hungry. And I, and I want to say there needs to be a hunger in us because I need God because I can't do life by myself. I can't do this in my own strength. I can't do this. I need the Holy Ghost power at work in my life and that's not someone someone said to me hey do do it was someone from south africa they were like hey in south africa you know it's quite theatrical when they're doing the holy spirit and and it's like do do you not do theatrical i was like no this is this is not a show come on it's like oh jesus move i'm not doing that it's his holy ghost my desire is not to, this is not a performance. This is, this is like, God, would you fill us? God, would you come? Spirit of God, would you, would you, and, and listen, God can only fill what's empty. Because sometimes we can be so full of ourselves, full of our own ideas, full of what we think, full of our theology, full of our, th- but I want to tell you, he fills empty vessels, come on. Saying, God, I'm so empty. I need you to fill me. 
Would you fill me in a fresh way? Would you fill me with your fresh fire? Would you fill me today? Because our Pentecost is not just for our Sunday, but it's for our Monday and for our Tuesday and for our Wednesday and for our Thursday and for our Friday. That we can live this life out in the power of the Holy Ghost with all the things we have to face. You know, I, I love this quote, and I've quoted, I don't know, for every year, for ages, I, at least once or twice a year, A.J. Gordon, he said this, before Pentecost, disciples found it hard to do easy things. After Pentecost, they found it easy to do hard things. And in a sense, that's true, but I want to tell you, in the last few years that we had, as I reflect on, have reflected on that, although it's a great play, on words, I do wonder if the word easy is not the right word. Because I don't know about you, I, I haven't found the Christian life always easy. It's a narrow path, right? It's not a wide highway. I, I, I don't think easy is the right word. I mean, if you've been a Christian, you already know life ain't easy. No, no, I, 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 think, I think the appropriate word it's perhaps possible. Possible. After Pentecost, they found it possible to do hard things. Graced to do hard things. Graced to, to go through hard things as the Holy Spirit enabled them. They found it possible. For He's the God of the possible. He's the God. He is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to His power that is at work where? In us. Greater is He. Oh, we used to quote that all the time back in the day. Greater is He that is in you. Come on. You can feel Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Greater. That means no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing in life, no matter how big it is, God is bigger. He is bigger. He is able. I don't know how He'll heal that relationship. He's bigger. I don't know how He'll get me out of that situation. He's bigger. They found it possible. So it's no wonder Paul in Acts chapter 19, without hesitation and with some urgency, asked the believers, he's just met, he's just met. Did you receive the Spirit when you, when you believed? Did you receive it? Just as Peter Riggle asked Joe, did you receive it? Did you receive the Spirit when you first believed? I just want to say, if that was an important question for the disciples then, it is surely, undeniably, an important question for disciples now. Next, chapter 19, verse 2, they answered. They said, no, we, we haven't even heard there was a Holy Spirit. I think their name was Joe. I think their name was Joe. In the Hebrew, I think that's what it says. In the Greek, Joe, I think it's Joe. Was there and he's going, I, I haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. That there is a Holy Spirit. And so Paul goes on to do this. He says, when, when Paul placed his hands on them, 
the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. I just want to say here today and just to raise the importance of it, if the disciples needed the Holy Spirit then, oh, how do we need the Holy Spirit now? The great orator and preacher Charles Spurgeon, he said this, he said, without the Spirit of God, we can do nothing. We are as sailing ships without wind. And I actually cut a little bit of that off, that quote, because I, I, I thought, you know, he's, he's writing from the, 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 the early 1900s, and they said rough stuff back then. And I was like, oh, I can't leave that in. But he said without, but, but I'll say it, this is what he said. I cut it out to be nice, but this is what he said. He said, without the Spirit of God, we can do nothing. We are as sailing ships without wind. We are useless. I was like, oh, we need the wind of the Holy Ghost. We need the breath and fresh fire of the Holy Ghost to fill our lives. As Tozer said, it's not a special deluxe edition of Christianity. It's part and parcel of the total plan of God. Reformed theologian F.D. Brunner said, what the Spirit does is exactly what the Lord does. The Spirit's work is not an additional or special work beyond the Lord's. The Spirit is the Lord at work. He, it is the Lord at work in and through us. And as the great John R.W. Stott, one of the greatest Bible teachers of all time, said, before Christ sent the church into the world, he sent the Spirit into the church. And the same order must be observed today. Friends, you can't do life without the Spirit. We need a fresh infilling. In Acts chapter 19, some people, some Jewish brothers tried to imitate what Paul was doing without the Holy Spirit. They went to cast out demons and evil spirits. And they came across this man possessed. And as they prayed for him, the demon spoke and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? And the Bible tells us that demonic force ripped their clothes off, beat them soundly, and they left running naked and bleeding. We can't do the Christian life or the Christian ministry without the Holy Ghost. Did you receive the Holy Ghost when you first believed? I want to take a moment right now and ask again, only you can answer that question. And if you're going, well, I don't know, well, let, let today be that day. As we pray and we ask God's Spirit to fill this place and fuel afresh the fire of God and the Holy Ghost. Right now, would you stand? Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what hearts long for. 
to be overcome by your, your presence, Lord. You know, but it says Paul laid hands on those disciples. There was just 12 of them. He, he, he laid hands on them and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Again, in obedience to that, and this is what I feel God's going, if, if you are just going, that's me, would you, I, I want to take a moment and lay hands on those who would desire just a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost. Maybe you've walked with Jesus for a while, but you're just going, I just need a fresh touch, whatever it is. Would you come just out of your seat, wherever you are, and just, just form a line at the front with enough room for, for, for just for, for me to be able to walk in the front of you, but just where, wherever you uh, if you're going right now, hey, you know what? I need that Holy Ghost. I need a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Would you come? Would you come? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just spread out a little bit over here, just to join it up. This, um, hallelujah. And different ones there. I know you've got your Holy Ghost story, but let's just begin to reach out right now. And all I'm going to do is just do do what I can see Paul did. This is not theatrics. This is this is just be filled, be filled, be filled, be filled. And I, I, I'm trusting in this moment, one, that the Holy Spirit will do exactly that which we have asked. That's his heart. But that like Joe, maybe the encounter will be now. Maybe the encounter will be in a week. Maybe the encounter. But, but, but right now we're praying for a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost. Oh, in a fresh new way. Would you stretch out your hands? Come on, let's pray for these people here that come hungry. And God, we just pray, be filled with the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Fresh fire for Bex, Lord. We pray right now in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, just fill us. A fresh fire for Libby. Holy Ghost. A fresh and filling in Jesus' name. A fresh and filling in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Fill in, I pray right now in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, Father God, just fill us with fresh fire in Jesus' name. Oh, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Lord, for my dear sister, Lord God, I pray, Father, got a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit right now. Jesus, Holy Ghost, fire, fire, fresh fire, oh God, fresh fire. Oh. God, I pray right now, fresh fire, fresh touch, fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. My sister, right now, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh. Fall afresh, fall afresh, fall afresh. 
fall afresh. Goranam, I want to encourage you in your prayer language. Come on, come on, congregation, join, join. Oh, Holy Ghost. Just let it well up, well up. For my brother here. And a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Fill him, I pray. Fill him, I pray. Fresh oil, I pray. Oh, let every question, first question be answered. Oh, run for my brother. Oh, run let the spirit flow even right now, right now in a fresh new way, in a fresh new way, fresh fire, I pray. Well up within him, well up within him, well up within him. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Fresh fire, fresh fire. Fresh fire, fresh anointing. Fresh fire, fresh anointing. Fresh fuel. Be filled in the name of Jesus. God for carry right now in Jesus name Father God you've seen us walk you've seen you, you, you've seen the uh, uh, the struggles the battles right now God I pray just a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost right now a fresh enabling a fresh enabling Spirit of God do it in Jesus name God for beautiful Emily Lord I just pray just a touch of the Holy Ghost Fresh fire, I pray. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. Receive it, Emily. Let it well up. Let it well up. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. For my brother here, set him free in Jesus' name. To everything that holds him back and binds him in Jesus' name, we break it off his life. We speak liberty to the captives. I speak to every demonic force that would hold him captive in Jesus' name. I break it off him. I declare freedom in the name of Jesus. Stability in his mind and in his thoughts. Father God, clarity in his life. We break off that which binds. Be filled afresh with the Holy Ghost. To my brother Dave, God, I pray right now, Father God, who young uh, hungers and yearns for a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. He yearns to know you in a greater way. Father God, I pray a fresh fire, a fresh fire, a fresh fire. Let him know the power of your Holy Ghost work in his life, in and through his life. From this day forth, fresh fire. Oh, it's going to be different, Dave. Let it flow. I, I just sense the Lord's wanting you to actively, actively pursue, uh, pursue the gifts of the Spirit in, in a much greater way. Just say, I hunger for that. Let it flow. 
Watch over his family. Grace him, we pray, with a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. To my beautiful brother, Chris, God, I pray, Father God, this man knows you. He's walked with you. But God, in his weariness, I pray a fresh touch, a fresh infilling. God, where the vessel be empty, I pray you would fill it right now, Holy Ghost. You would fill it from his, from his toes all up to the overflowing. God, I pray, Father God, just fill him afresh in Jesus' name. Every empty and dry part of his heart, every part of the land that where, where it's been worn and torn, I pray a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost. That's sustaining and enabling in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, for my brother right now, Lord, I thank you that you've called them. I thank you that you've brought him to this place. God, I pray. He's a big man. So God, fill him with your big spirit. A bigness of heart, a bigness of spirit. God, I pray you do a mighty work in him. God, that you would use him mightily, fill him afresh. Fire, Holy Ghost. Let it flow, let it flow. This is not a mind thing, this is a spirit thing. Baptize you in the Holy Ghost. For my sister, I pray, right now. A fresh fire, a fresh fire, a fresh anointing. Receive the Spirit of God. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. For my sister here, I pray in Jesus' name. Just a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost, a fresh baptism of fire. Father God, that you would fill it today. Fresh anointing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, just fill it. Overflow. Baptize her afresh. As Paul did, we do. Lay hands and pray an infilling of the Holy Ghost. And for my sister, I pray, Father God, a fresh infilling. She hungers and thirsts for things of the Spirit. Father, I pray you would do a mighty work in and through her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, would we give Jesus some? Again, just stay where you are. As you, again, for all of us, come on, why don't we put our hands out? I pray. I thank you, God, for every single person on the sound of my voice in this room. Father God, that they would know a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost in their life. If the disciples needed the Holy Spirit then, we need the Holy Spirit now. And I invite you, Holy Ghost, to be at work in our lives, through our lives. Making the hard things possible. Maybe difficult things easy. Be with us, we pray. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. 
And the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. One more time, would you give the Holy Spirit a again? Thank you. And again, just for those who are who are believing God for that prayer language, just seek it. Let it flow. It's not a mind thing, it's a it's a heart thing. All languages sound funny when you when you begin to speak. It doesn't make sense. But it's a language between you and God. I just allow it. Go to well before you go to bed tonight, just call uh, look, I just, just flow. You know, it's even crazy how Joe started off with Hubba Baba but ended up because that's how we learn a language. We exercise it. Let it flow. Let God do what He wants to do. And allow Him to strengthen you in your life. If you need prayer for anything, there's a prayer station over there. Spencer and Hannah will be happy to pray with and for you for anything. But God bless you. The service is over. I hope you're encouraged. Use and believe and walk with the Holy Spirit, not just on your Sunday, but on your Monday. God bless you. The service is over. Amen.